Welcome to Called to Marriage, a podcast about the Bride of Christ, mm-hmm. and basically just about my life and Thomas's life. Yeah, right. So anyway, I'm Marcia, one of your hosts. And I'm Thomas. The other host. Right. <laughs> and today we're talking about our Christian upbringing. Our Christian upbringing. Very, very significant part of our lives and our formative years, such that we wanted to talk about it today. So we're going to read a scripture which comes out of Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. Amen. Truly, since we were young and for as long as we can remember, our parents have been subtly and also very intentionally um, training us up to know the Lord, the ways of the Lord, and to walk in them. And truly, when we got older, we didn't depart from them. And uh, for us, it was very significant, and we want to you know, paint a picture of what that was like, what what it looked like growing up in each of our Christian homes and perhaps project into the future because most certainly we want to train up our children in the Lord to be right. like warriors and soldiers for Christ. So, yes, let's talk about it. We are called to marriage. What did it look like to grow up in your home and to know the Lord? What do you remember your mom teaching you? What do you remember learning at church? And what other godly influences were there in your life? In your formative years, especially? (laughs) I can talk about this for hours. Yeah, my my growing up was all church. Just church and soccer. Yeah, the only outing I did was to play soccer or to do sports. I grew up in a Methodist church. My mom has always been active in um, churches, every church that she's ever been to. So she was a choir leader. And our church had, so the tree of our church was from the national level, you come to the diocese, from the diocese, you come to the circuit, from the circuit, you come to the local church. So that was sort of a decentralized way. And my mom was diocesan secretary, I, I think, either diocesan or circuit. So she was very active in the church. And she was the choir representative. They had competitions. And so I grew up very musical. I don't have a good voice. I've never been trained as a singer. I, I believe I'll do well if I get training to sing. But I'm very musical. I was, I always went to choir rehearsals with my mom. I would stay there, sleep sometimes. I knew how to sing all their songs. And Methodists, what we do is just sing hymns. So right from the young age, I could just hear a hymn and say, oh, that's MHP 576, Methodist hymn book, MHP. Yeah, so that's the first training that I had from my mom, just her daily routine. So they went for choir practice once a week and then some other church activities. And I also grew up in the Sunday school. My mom is a teacher. So, you know, she's 
I'm very fond of kids. So she even taught at some point at the Sunday school and I was there. So I saw her teaching. My church was very active in children's ministry. We had quizzes. <laughs> My first ever personal Bible, I had it from winning a quiz. Um, where it was actually a youth quiz. I wasn't part of the youth because I was so young, but I was allowed to participate. It was a youth program and I was in the Sunday school where they said, yeah, you can join us. And we were supposed to study the book of Acts. And I studied it, the entire 28 chapters. And then they also said we're going to be doing some general knowledge quizzes. But the main focal point was the book of Acts. So I used my mom's Bible <laughs> to study that. And then I won my first Bible. And that was a memorable moment. So as far as training in the Lord, I it was everything. Sunday school, camp meetings, um, programs, going, following my mom, going for meetings, conferences, because, you know, she was a single parent. So she just, she would just drag me along and I would just sit and wait and just help in the church, maybe clean or help them carry things or get sent by the adults go get this for me go get that for me yeah so that was my life i would come from school and just go to the church just stay there and sweep around clean around my mom would send me off to we call it the mission house of our resident ministers to just go and help them and just whatever they wanted me to do maybe clean my car for me or do this something like that or go to the church and get me this and that also helped me because it gave me access to the minister's library <laughs> so i found all the books and the big theological bibles whatever then they began interesting me so i started reading from a very young age my mom would teach me long scriptures my first open bible recitation was psalm 23 my mom taught me the whole chapter and then i read it i was i think second grade or first grade i don't remember but i was very young yeah so my mom was very active in church and i was as active as she was yeah i'm curious whether she did anything also with you at home besides that you went around with her which i by the way, before you answer, don't want to ne neglect the potency of going around with your mom. You know, a lot of parents feel like they don't know how to go around to do things with their children. They feel like they need to drop them off somewhere so that they can get their errands done or do this or do that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I know you think that a certain place might not be appropriate for your child, like your workplace or the grocery store if they, you know, are not perfectly behaved <laughs> or whatever. But actually, your children can go around with you. And I've seen, I mean, I've just seen that it's a blessing for a lot of parents and children for their relationship and for children to kind of get a little bit of a mature perspective of yeah. life and things like that. In some subtle ways, it it does matter. I remember when I was at um, my old job, I had a, a couple of coworkers who would bring their kids to work sometimes. I know it's not everybody can't do that, but right. my my point simply being like, don't feel like this this area is 
like my this church doesn't have a children's church, so I can't bring my kid to these you know services or something yeah. like that no like thomas was saying he went to all different kinds of church functions yeah and I was did a lot of kid. things yeah all was, the mothers there i you remember that lady we went to visit when we went to my parents um mm-hmm. they drove us somewhere the we lady met with the husband her and the husband yeah the lady with the husband and the kids <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i know who <laughs> she was she was in the same choir with my mom we grew up so mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw how we, I mean, the relationship I had with her. Mm-hmm. She was one of my mothers. So, you know, you get influenced by good people in the society. These were people who had given themselves to serve, not only in the church, but in the community. They were teachers. They were a lot of things. They were the community leaders. Mm-hmm. And I was always with them. So I saw how meetings were done. I saw how adults will penalize themselves for being late. Mm-hmm. Like I was exposed to all those things. Yeah. And the coordination and the understanding between them and the agreement in doing things. And I was also disciplined by the, I was everybody's child, like I said. Mm-hmm. And anyone at all could discipline me. Our house was first and foremost the uh, our compound was used for done church meetings my church had what we call the class system so every church member belongs to a class and every class has a class leader it's a, it's a john wesley style of making church and it helps every day from monday to saturday we meet at dawn in one person's house so if your house can accommodate us we will go there but my compound was big enough and could accommodate that so um my mom was always the host <laughs> so we would always host people at dawn so that meant i had to wake up early so as as part of my training i i didn't have any option i didn't have any choice it meant i had to go to sleep on time and i had to wake up early and sweep and set the benches for people to come for us to worship together i had to sometimes lead some of the services be prepared to pray at every point in time so and my mom was constantly preparing to because she was the host she would lead so we did it together we would pray before you know the main thing comes we wake up and say our prayers and sometimes go through the verses that we are going to share before we and the others come to join and that was very very good that is the best way to train yourself as a lay preacher like at a young age i understood what it meant to be prepared in and out of season like you, you don't know just have a word as soon as you wake up in the morning just have a word because someone might disappoint us maybe the person who was going to share will not be able to make it and then you have to do something so at the point i didn't think it was a daunting responsibility because i had my mom right next to me and we were doing it together but i started realizing that even when my mom had traveled i enjoyed doing that like i i didn't i didn't feel like oh my mom isn't around so you guys should not come around i had to keep that going <laughs> and sometimes also go to other people's houses there were times when my mom would travel and they would say oh because she's traveled yeah we don't want to burden you so we are moving into this other house but i had to go i had to be punctual and go so that yes it was a communal thing but my mom's role in it 
I, I was just following her trail. Mm-hmm. I, I, what did I know? I just followed my mom's trail. My mom wakes up early in the morning, very early, sweeps, and I just wake up too because she's going to end up waking me up anyway. She would never go sit there and leave me to sleep. Never would she do that. So we had to do it together. And my mom personally taught me how to read the tree Bible um, fluently. She had an organ. She learned to play the I don't know if she still plays it, but she was friends with the um, choir master. So she learned how to play. We had a small organ, a Yamaha, and she would play and then I will sing along. She could read music notes, musical notes. So yeah, I, I grew up, We I, I always felt like we had church at home. I Sundays for me was like a combination of everything where I get to meet people and interact and, you know, experience church in a different way. But from Monday to Saturday, every day was a day um, to spend time with God. And I think that shaped my mind. To this day, I, I, I can't wake up in the morning and it's I don't know how to not do it. Like just even if it's just 10, 15 minutes, uh, I have to stay in my mind briefly to get my day started and yeah that influenced me a lot so at home i would learn things i would um and my mom always consciously trained me she said it out loud trained me to be a teacher (laughs) she always wanted me to be a sunday school teacher um she wanted she always wanted me to be a good influence so and i think she saw that teaching spirit in me so she nurtured it so in terms of exposition, how to read scriptures, how to um, do Bible studies. We, we did Bible studies at home. We would talk and then she'd bring in other scriptures and she, she basically taught me at home. She was my pastor. She, she taught me I would read and she would sing. I would read, she would sing. And yeah, just always pushing me to also do things, prepping me for quizzes. When I was growing up, Church quizzes was a huge thing. You win in your local, they'll take you to your circuit. You win, they'll take you to your diocese. You win, they'll take you to the national. So it was like another, you know, path to be good. And then my mom took it upon herself to teach me. They said, this year we're going to, the quiz we're going to do is going to revolve around Leviticus. She's going to start, we're going to read through Leviticus and get me ready for for the quiz. So, yeah, I was, like I said, everybody's kid. And thanks to my mom, I, I don't know what my life would have been without her leading. She's an exceptional lady. She's very strong, very prayerful. I wake up, I find her praying. And I, what, what can I do? Just <laughs> go pray with her. Yeah. It's touching. <laughs> yeah. I like um, a part of your story that I like is the fact that the church was very, very community based. So that a lot of what you're saying, like the church played in 
integral role in your upbringing even if it was the church at your house even if it was like church members meeting in smaller groups or helping each other or you know fellowshipping together in one way or another but it's like church wasn't just a sunday morning service church Mm -hmm. was something very community oriented and family oriented yeah and then i also like as we were saying before just that inclusivity your mom including you in everything that she was doing i think that's a really good thing to do yeah yeah (laughs) so as for me i grew up with five brothers and sisters so we were a lot Mm -hmm. of kids (laughs) so my mom tried all different kinds of things to help us to learn the bible memorize scripture stuff like that so my mom bought us all bibles and we would sometimes we would i think we used to read stories sometimes or like read a chapter together um or have like a little prayer something i don't know if i can call it a prayer meeting (laughs) um and i remember my mom teaching us like some basic scriptures and basic stories i remember learning psalm 23 we had to memorize it we learned the ten commandments and i remember there was a point where she bought um a calendar one of those like tear tear the pages out kind of daily calendars and then every day for 365 days there was a verse so we used to try to memorize all the Verses um, that obviously got overwhelming at some point. <laughs> I don't remember how it ended. We didn't continue forever, but <laughs> yeah, we did remember some, or memorize some scriptures that that way, which I still remember to this day. Some of them. And before I did this podcast, or before we did this podcast, I actually called my mom to ask her a little bit about this question to see what she remembered because obviously I I don't remember every single detail and she also said that when we used to pray together um, she used to ask us all to pray and then we would like pray like in whispers like (laughs) and then she'd be like no pray out loud so I can hear you (laughs) so she was trying to teach us how to pray any any way that we could pray she was you know happy just to train us how to pray and how to read our Bibles and things like that. And she said she used to mark some things in our Bibles, which I don't really remember that clearly, but I know that we always used to take our Bibles to church. She would ask us, do you have your Bible? Even Shadis Pinas, which Haitians, if you know, it's like the equivalent of the hymn book, like what Thomas was talking about for the Methodist church. We also had one. And I also knew a lot of the songs. I didn't know every place that every song was because it was also in not my native language, but Um, But I knew a lot still because it was my second language. So the church I grew up in was a Haitian church and we sang songs in Creole and in French. So, yeah, there was a lot to know there. But, yeah, transitioning to the church topic, church was also very, 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 you know, instrumental in my upbringing. My mom was also the kind of woman, very, very, very active in church, in the church choir, the leader of the women, the women's ministry or whatever. And, um a lot of things and in, in our church always had revivals or like there and our church was part of like uh, uh, an association of churches so the other churches would have revivals and then we'd go visit those churches so it was like a whole thing yeah so we had several revivals throughout the 
um, year. And so my mom and my and we had prayer meetings that sometimes they were at my mom's house, but sometimes they were at other people's houses. So anyway, so my mom also kind of took us along. We weren't forced, but she strongly encouraged us. And a lot of times I would want to be with her. Kids just want to be with their parents. Sometimes they don't even mind what whatever's going on. Like, but then they're picking up things subtly and uh, unconsciously. So, yeah, I remember going to church on Sundays. And we also like um, in Sunday school, we also would like memorize some scriptures at that time, too. Um we participated in the youth group. I don't even remember every single detail. There were just so many things. So the one of the things I really remember were the revivals. I really, really enjoyed the revivals, even though they were kind of, I don't know if I should say grown up, but it was kind of, I was kind of grown up. Yeah. Like there was no children's, you know, church for the revivals. They were happening from like seven to nine thirty or 10. And I had, and I was in school, but I used to always want to go with my mom. We tried to go every single day. And a lot of times we did Sunday to Sunday. There, there were um, eight day revivals, Sunday to Sunday. And then there would be a big party and everybody would come on Sunday and, you know, eat Haitian patties and whatever food. Yeah. So we used to go to so many revivals. And just so many, yeah, church events. And I learned a lot. There are things I still remember, themes I still remember. Like I remember clearly one of the revival topics being about Psalm 34, the fear of the Lord. And like so many things. So all those things played a role such that even though at the, like the bottom, bottom line is, I just feel like the Lord just kept me and just cared for me like kept me in his wings so that's really the bottom line why I feel like I'm a Christian today but also somehow all those things really played a part such that I, I cared about the things of the Lord even though I was making a lot of mistakes along the way and stuff but I, I did yeah. care I did want to read my Bible yeah I did want to read my Bible I did want to know right from wrong and try to do right I did want to try to improve my prayer life and pray to God and know God more like I genuinely desired that even in the midst of all my you know um, trying to figure out how to navigate you know every stage of school and going to college and all that kind of stuff so yeah and my dad was also there too I realized I said my mom a lot my mom my mom my mom but I had a dad too and my dad was around and but he you know his spirituality was kind of more subtle so his spirituality the way that I observed it a lot of times like he was the one who would often pick us up and drop us off for school so and a lot of times he would put the the radio on 590 AM 590, which was like the Christian, you know, <laughs> station and there would be sermons. So I remember listening to the sermons um, when we would be riding to and from school or to BJ's, which is a place my dad loves or. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thomas knows that. Yeah. <laughs> and dad loves BJ's. Yeah. And he also likes to play music loud in the house. And sometimes he'll be playing a sermon from TV or from the radio loudly in the house. So you just can't help but listen at some point. These old, these old preachers. And it must have had some influence on me because honestly, I can remember, I don't know what age I was, but I was young to be looking for these old school, old sermons. Like I used to go on this website, I think it was sermonaudio.net or something. And it had all kinds of sermons from as old as Charles Spurgeon and all those, 
you know, older guys. And I used to be listening to those sermons. I don't know what would compel me to to do that. Like, but I did. I don't remember what stage of life I was at, but that that just shows I had some a thirst that I didn't even fully understand at that time, I think. Um and also I used to see my dad praying. Yeah, he he's the kind of guy who kind of prays to himself and stuff, but he's faithful. Like I might go into his room late at night to bother him, you know, being a kid. And I would realize that he's praying. And then unlike Thomas, Thomas is like, well, what else do I do? My mom's praying. I'll come join her. But more often than not, I just closed the door and left him <laughs> to pray by himself. So, but I, I, you know, that stuck with me. I knew that, okay, my dad is someone who prays. I know his spirituality mm. is more private, but he's, he's someone who prays. He's someone who knows God, even though, yeah. um, he was less active in church and stuff. He was around, but you know. Um, yeah, so all of those things made a difference. All the effort, all the, you know, pushing, which at some points were annoying, you know, but my mom pushed and pushed and pushed us and truly it made a difference. And I just thank God so much. It made such a difference in my life to have grown up in a Christian household and to have grown up knowing the Lord and knowing about the Lord in some way and and really being a Christian at a young age I would say because you know we I accepted Christ maybe 13 years old and um I I think I obviously I understood at a very basic level like I believe in Jesus Christ I accept him as my savior you know all those kind of things but at the same time my Christianity has just been a journey And I feel like that journey has been just all throughout my formative years. And Christ has just been faithful to just teach me, increase my faith, increase my knowledge, Mm -hmm. increase my understanding, increase, you know, my awareness of the Holy Spirit and everything pertaining to life and godliness. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful to God and to my mom um, for my mom for using um, allowing herself to be used by God in that way you know it's common for single parents to raise especially moms to raise boys and then you know the boys will become something else mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah not good because you know single mothers go through a lot especially when there is two three four kids in the house and she's all alone taking care of them yeah it's really not easy but my mom she's she's a strong woman i want to add one more a little quick thing because i know you said your mom also i know thomas's mom sings in the choir when we went home and i had a chance to visit her church and i got to see her singing in the choir it just brought back memories because my mom is the same way (laughs) (laughs) and actually that was also a big part that i shouldn't neglect to say i joined a choir just like your mom's choir kind of like an adult choir i I feel like i could say they had the robes and everything Mm -hmm. like very formal and i joined that choir yeah i joined that choir when i was like 13 maybe like as soon as i accepted christ i just joined the choir (laughs) and i was singing you know and that was a big part of our lives because my mom loves to sing and she used to make us sing in a group (laughs) she used to teach us songs (laughs) yeah she well that that one we taught ourselves but she asked us to sing at her (laughs) church but she used to make us learn these old french you know choir songs 
songs, oh, hymns, yeah. hymns, and you know, and we used to sing those. So I used to sing in the choir. Then our family would also sing, and that was also a big part. I loved music, and that's also that's followed me, you know, all throughout my church life. Yeah, sorry. Yo, I was gonna say, um, if I had learned an instrument, my love for music would have been richer. Me too. I could say if the same. I'd, if mm-hmm. I had learned, but you were in a choir, mm-hmm. so you you learn how to sing. You've not been to music school, school, but you you can read some musical notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was more interested in. I have, I have love for knowledge, so I think that trumped my love for music. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to learn an instrument, but I always wanted to read. <laughs> I always went for the books and just read and ask questions and talk with the pastors and the elders. I enjoyed doing that, even though I also enjoyed being with my mom and knowing how to sing. Yeah, so. But it's not late for me. I can still pick it up. I'm sure if I'm to learn. When I was in high school, I used to make beats. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You know, there's something else I want to talk about, but probably we could leave it for another episode. Because now I'm thinking I would also love to talk about the transition period between, you know, being trained up as a child and now standing on our own to feed and on our own faith. Um what that has looked like for us. I feel like that's an important conversation because a lot of people, yeah. their parents try to train them up in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something goes uh, awry. I don't know. It they end always up. work. It's not a one size fit all. Yeah. Or they no, just, maybe not. they know the Lord, but they just don't know how to, you know, take take the yoke upon themselves or the mantle, you know, yeah, upon I mean, themselves. Yeah, I impartation is... The whole ministry on its own, you know, you could be very good. I mean, we often see pastors, workers of ministry, sons and daughters not going well as far as their lives are concerned. To be blessed is one thing. To be able to impart is also another thing. Mm. You could be very good. It's not that. It's not always that parents are bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some parents are genuinely good, but... Mm -hmm. The impartation just didn't work. They knew a lot. They had a lot of books. They had the kids had a lot of opportunities, but the impartation just didn't go out. They weren't able to impart all of that into their children. And yeah, sometimes parents are to blame, but not always. Some parents try, but sure, people have different times and seasons. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for certain things to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next time on Call to Marriage, <laughs> we'll be discussing what what that whole journey looked like for us, transitioning from, you know, parents telling us, go to church, go to church. Granted, they still tell us, <laughs> are you guys going to church? <laughs> but yeah. yeah they'll to, always be parents. Yeah, they'll always be parents. Yeah, but to, yeah, having the a faith, a strong faith of our own. So anyway, takeaways. Do you do you have a takeaway from this episode? In many ways, I consider my upbringing with my mom a generational blessing that I think I think it's a treasure that I need to hold on to because you know it's full of wisdom. 
my mom always used to tell me if you go out to share things with someone and they pick God don't pick anything else because there's no need <laughs> so if you're sharing I'm just translating this on a can proverb that if you share things with someone and they pick God first just just go home there's nothing more for you so yeah the idea of raising a child and showing them or teaching them to always pick God I consider it I I consider it a treasure that I would like to hold on to not necessarily doing exactly the same things as my mom did um we don't even I don't even live in the same community that I grew up in as a kid so a lot of the things I'm talking about now they wouldn't even fit and depending on where we live but the concept the idea the priority the emphasis that spirit it's it's a spirit of leadership that i think parents can pray for and god is benevolent even if you don't have it i i believe he can teach you the wisdom too so i i value that and just bringing the child along with you and it's a lot of responsibility for the parents too because as i was talking about my mom it wasn't that like she was sending me off to do things she was doing them and bringing me into what she was doing so right. that also means if you want your child to end up that way it won't be that you're going to be the signpost mhm you you would have to step in with them and mm-hmm. that requires growth from parents as well so yeah. as a parent I'm looking at my inner life first and foremost and then I believe that would be the strongest anchor I would have to be able to hold my child's hand and walk with them mm-hmm. boldly and confidently because that's what it takes yeah so that's that's what I've I've learned and um just the overall I bring in um showing your kids certain things letting them assist you help you my mom was a treasurer of the circuit so she would come home with money and and she, she would go through mm-hmm, with me. my mom too <laughs> and you go through the budget and you help her calculate things you know building trust mm-hmm. it's like yeah my son knows where the money is mm-hmm. but i'm teaching him how to you know hold yourself how to have self control the fact that is just all of that yeah help and um instilled in me some kind of understanding that i i think it's priceless and my mom would get her salary and I would sit with her we would plan do the budgeting together give me the money I'll take the tide I'll do the math we go out to the market and we buy things we come home so I, it was just a good living we were living like really like I don't know like <laughs> it was a deeper relationship and I I just enjoyed that and yeah it was It was a blessing for me. I I can't thank my mom enough and I pray God blesses her abundantly. And I I pray and I hope that that same grace would be on us to be able to um do that with our kids and even more that our kids will also talk about us and say our parents are everything to us and we thank God for using them in our lives in this particular way. Yeah. Yeah.
Mm, the two things, the job and the responsibility of the job. <laughs> you I didn't lost. get it. No. I mean, teaching your kids and being <laughs> responsible, like I said, not just being a parent who wishes okay, I got their you. kids to be to do well, but taking right, right, it right. taking it seriously and taking it as a full time thing to know that my kids' well being is dependent on how responsible and um, interested I am. Right. That is a very useful and important gem. Yes. Don't just send your kids to church with another person. <laughs> Take right. time to church. <laughs> Teach them yourself and all those kind of things. Yes. Um, what would be my takeaway? My takeaway is that God is the best gift that my mom, uh, that my parents gave me. There's nothing else they could have given me better. And I'm so grateful. I also feel there's a generational impact. I can look at my grandmother and then look at my mother and look at myself and look at what I want to do with my kids. And I see the hand of the Lord. And I'm so very grateful. So my, my takeaway is, and my mom said the same thing when I was on the phone with her the other day, the best thing you can give a person is God. The best gift, the best you could give to a child is to know the Lord, to know the fear of the Lord, to understand his, or to just leave him and commit him to God's hands, him or her. And then the Lord will teach even through you, through his word, through the Holy Spirit. He will just use diverse ways to touch your child. But as Thomas said, obviously there's a, there's a responsibility as well. But the point is just to even have the intention in the first place and to recognize and realize that that is important. And I realized for myself personally, and this might sound um, controversial, but above the best education, above the best standard of living, above anything else that I can give my child, I will prioritize teaching them the Lord and not just by word, of course, also by deed. To the best of my ability, as God gives me the grace, I intend to raise my children in the Lord, to know his ways. As the Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve, serve the, Lord. the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And that is it. So maybe I think the next time, hopefully, we'll continue this along the same topic and thanks for listening god bless you and we love you